Well, I made it back. Everybody's got their peas out and a fresh beer in hand. Yep, peas out and bees in. Bees in, so there we can go. get the peas out. Full of bees? <laughs> what? Full of peas and bees. Uh, let's see. This is from the Daily Wire. Uh, New York Times, Washington Post, NBC News, all forced to retract false claims about Trump's lawyer, Rudy Giuliani. Huh. The biggest papers of record in the U.S., the New York Times and Washington Post, has been forced to retract a report about the FBI communication with former President Trump's longtime lawyer, Rudy Giuliani. I thought he got raided. Um, The Post on Thursday was the first to report that Giuliani was explicitly warned by the FBI that he was the target of a Russian effort to influence the 2020 presidential election, citing unnamed sources. Oh, good. We love the unnamed sources. I can, we can just, I can just say unnamed sources. Yeah. <laughs> uh, let's see, where was I? Uh, ba, 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 ba. Um, identifying only people familiar with the matter. Also said that the 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 conservative conservative news network One American News OAN was also warned by the Federal Bureau of Investigation. But on Saturday, the Post put out a correction, noting it had removed both assertions. An earlier version of the story published Thursday incorrectly reported that One American News was warned by the FBI that it was a target of the Russian influence operation. The correction reads, that version also said the FBI had provided a similar warning to Rudy W. Giuliani, which was has been since disputed. The version has been corrected to, to remove assertions that OAN and Giuliani received the warnings, the paper said. The original story said Giuliani was, in fact, targeted. The FBI became aware in, in late 2019 that Rudolph W. Giuliani was was the target of a Russian influence operation aimed at circulating falsehoods, intent to damage the president, President Biden, politically ahead of last year's election. According to people familiar with the matter, said the peace officials planned to warn Giuliani as a part of the Extensive effort by the Bureau to alert members of Congress and at least one conservative media outlet, OAN, that they faced a risk of being used to further Russian attempts to influence the election outcome, said several current and former U.S. officials all spoke on the correction of the anomaly because the matter remains highly sensitive. All right, let's... uh, So, the FBI says they were going to... Target Giuliani and AON for spreading Russian disinformation, but you know, if if we remember, there was a Time Magazine report about the shadow effort mm. to influence the election outcome in Biden's favor that Time Magazine ran. Remember, we read that uh, back in January. Oh, shit. Yeah. yeah, basically saying you know we manipulated you know the stories, the media, to make sure that Trump would not get reelected. So. It's okay for them here in America to control the narrative, but now, now the Russians. Now they're saying Rudy Giuliani was collusion with the Russians, and it's bullshit. You know? Yeah. They're just they're just well, using they're, the FBI to. Um, they're trying to. They always want to pick and choose what, you know, what's going on and what's not. So it's oh, this is politically convenient. Hey, this is going on. Oh, this isn't politically convenient. No. Like, hey, this isn't happening. So it's trying to pick and choose when you apply, you know, if you're the FBI justice, 
Right. Uh, yeah. But I just think, you know, again, you know, this goes back to where they say, you know, or the de- the Democrats are preaching defund the police and then bang, yeah. here we are, oh, you know, then they're using the, yeah. the, 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 the biggest police force in the nation to, uh, you know, target, you know, mem- the ex members of Trump's, you know, administration. Yeah. No, yep, mm-hmm. I agree. But, you know, question comes is kind of what to do about it. I mean, it's not, it's not anything new. It's been going on really since Trump got elected. Uh, I don't think it's the entirety of the FBI. I think everything's compartmentalized, especially in any sort of larger organization. You're not going to have it. It's not like everybody in the FBI sits down and has an individual meeting um, and decides what they're going to do that day. It's it's going to be a certain section of people. You know, it's going to be a certain certain group that acts on this that is kind of autonomous. So that's kind of the problem is when you give the government too much power and control, they you can't keep track of what everybody's doing at the same time, especially if there's a lot of other things going on. If they kind of use other events as to muddy the waters, kind of a smoke and mirrors sort of trick and i know this is kind of all, all general but at the same time it's not it's not anything that hasn't happened in the past um so it was like anything if you give somebody too much power and control without any sort of checks and balances a fair amount of human beings in general are going to abuse that power um and there's you can see with a lot of politicians there's just far too much temptation out there um if a foreign asset reaches out to them and that that goes in both directions and has for a long time uh, it's it's not it's not anything new so now yeah. they have to retract all this shit because they're they're trying right. to they're trying to coerce something out of uh they're, they're right. trying to create a narrative yeah uh, against which again you conservatives know. using a, com- a small compartmentalized part of the fbi to fucking do it right and i, and I feel like they're you know they and it's just such bullshit that they, you know, that they, uh, you know, like I said, they're, they're, you know, about police reform, but they, they will use it quickly against their enemies. Yeah. They will use I mean, they're really turning they the FBI into the Gestapo, yeah. the Gestapo and the KGB, you know, what, when, when's the, when, when are they going to start kicking our doors in and, you know, and holding us hostage? <laughs> well, it's going to be a slow boil, whatever it is, because too quick people will fight back. And then even, even they're smart enough yeah. to figure that out. You know, you can just take lessons from China. Yeah, do like it, they do. It continues on. The Times also corrected an, an erroneous report, an earlier version of the article. Erroneous. erroneous. I counts. actually said it right. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. Um, an earlier version of the article misstated whether Ru- Rudolph W. Giuliani received a formal warning from the FBI about Russian dif- disinformation. Okay. I'm sure they're talking about the Hunter Biden uh, laptop. Uh, Mr. Giuliani did not receive such a so-called defensive briefing. The Times wrote Saturday in, in a correction attached to the bottom of the story. Yeah. Meanwhile, NBC was also issued a correction. Attached claiming, to the bottom of the story. Get rid of the story. Just get rid of the story. Just have to retract yeah. it because it's wrong. It's wrong. <laughs> I don't care if you already wrote it down and you write at the bottom. Oh, by the way, everything I wrote down was fake. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> You know, um, I'm pretty sure like Twitter and YouTube and Facebook would just take it down, right? No, that's fake news. Wrong or like, side. at least, at least, at least, wrong put... side. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, blah, 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 blah. Uh, claims its reporting was based on a single source, but the sing- the second source later 
refuted the information. An earlier version of the article included an incorrect report that Rudy Giuliani had received a defensive brief. Oh, I'm sorry, did I read that already? Wow. Defensive briefing from the FBI 2019 warning that he is being targeted by a Russian influence operation. Yeah. Well, they touched on that at the beginning yeah. of the retraction. NBC News reported the report was based on a source familiar with the matter, but a second source familiar with the matter. With the yeah, so like like what is Very your, your, your your buddy tell another you tell you uh, that That's came from a is. third guy who was kind of like yeah. outside cleaning the wall. <laughs> yeah, you walk down the hall and you go down to fucking like, Jeff's yeah. office and you're like, hey. What's going on with this? Like, well, I heard blah, blah, blah. And then you go back and write your little, what should be an op-ed. Right. But you're just masquerading as an actual journalist. According to unnamed sources. Right. Not unnamed because you want to protect somebody. Not unnamed because you have the big scoop. You guys don't give a shit about that anymore. You're barely staying afloat as it is. Right. Always punch up. Fuck you. Yeah, exactly. See, the report was based on... Uh... The briefing was only prepared for Giuliani and not delivered to him. In part, of, in part, in part over concerns and might complicate the criminal investigation of Giuliani. As a result, the premise and the headline of the article below has been changed to reflect the correct information. So there you go. So guess what? Guess who's still lying to us? <laughs> <laughs> the media. No. <laughs> no. No. They don't lie. They tell us the truth all the time. They they spread truth. Yeah, they say so. They say so. You ask them, like, are you lying? They're like, I'd never lie to you. And you're like, good, because I'd Trust be me. Real... Trust me. We'd be really fucked if you guys were lying to us. Yeah. I would have wasted a whole lot of time, burnt down a Wendy's. We would have done a lot of shit I'm not proud of if you guys were lying, lying to, to us. us. That's right. No, we told never us, lied to you. You told us that, you know, that, you know, what, that Derek Chauvin was, you know, a racist cop and intentionally killed George Floyd. But then I heard that um, actually Tim Pool reported that he taught, he saw um, where basically like if, if he was, a, if Derek Chauvin was acquitted hmm. in the trial in Minneapolis, that the feds were going to come in and arrest him on civil rights violations. I did hear like he was not that, even yeah. going to make it out of the courthouse no, without being arrested by the feds. Um, they had already planned it. <laughs> which is the odd thing because I think, most people, even a fair amount of people on the left, can agree that even if you know he deserved the charges that he got, we can agree that he didn't do what he did because George Floyd was a black man. Right. And, you know, he, that wasn't the motivation for what happened. We can at least agree on that, that it wasn't a hate crime. It was know, not a hate crime. So the fact that the federal government was waiting in the background, like, oh, if he gets out, we're going to arrest him on... Juicy Smoulier charges. So just Juicy Smoulier. Uh, <laughs> these aren't going to be fake. Uh, so it's it's a little bit unnerving, you know. You got to understand from people. What if uh, something like that was levied against you? It's you know, if you're in the the corrupt court system and uh, somebody you thought was innocent was going to get, you know, tried and convicted, right. and it, even if they weren't the uh, federal government would be waiting outside to arrest them anyway. Wouldn't you feel yeah. like the system was a bit corrupt, right. not in your favor? And yeah. it, even if it, even if you know that was in our favor, I wouldn't agree with it. Right? It, it's it's corrupt. It's, it's corrupt. dangerous. It's dangerous. It's dangerous when you know the, the when 
the federal government is just going to say, hey, if it doesn't go our way, we're still going to keep him in jail. Yeah, which is a little bit fucking authoritarian, <laughs> yeah. don't you think? Mm. But they don't care about authoritarianism as long as it plays into their hand. That's right. And then using, again, the DOG as a, as a, as a strong arm. I'm just <laughs> – all I want them to do is remove this faux morality argument that they have. They try to argue everything with this implied moral and intellectual superiority – they just imply it in whatever little drive-by statement that they make and then dust their hands off like they've already won. Right. And if you lobby any or levy any sort of disagreement at them, that's something that you're doing to them. Everything that happens happens to you, doesn't it? That's ridiculous. Fucking delusional. It's delusional. You know, and I get, and as you said, it, it's, it, it's coming, you know, I mean, every day. It is. And then, and then it's really. It's been getting worse since the, probably the early 2000s. Mm-hmm. Like, not the initial ramp up. I think the right. initial one started before that. But like, as far as we know it, with shit that the way it's been happening. Exactly. Was, you know, around that time. It was around that time. And, you know, and we were just losing freedom, not, clicking away at it. Yeah, say not to, not to say that I really, had, you know, a big fan of Bush or anything, obviously with the Patriot Act, stuff like that. Right. It's not, Which Joe Biden led, actually, was a champion of, was the crazy, huh? Not <laughs> crazy. Really. He was no, not, really. <laughs> not really. But I can wrap my head around that. I can wrap my head around it too. He's a but political puppet. That he's yeah. a political puppet. And, you know, he helped write that fucking piece of legislation. So, uh, which let's makes, be honest, he didn't help write it. Well, he, he still, was, I think he was still okay. Actually, like, make sentences back then in 2000. He wasn't, he was only like 60 or 70, 60. On dementia, yeah. Like, you know, wind me up, send me out. Yeah. <laughs> Comes out like a little tin soldier. Chatty Kathy. Wind him up and let him go. I don't, I don't <laughs> like you. <laughs> I'm going to kill you. But uh, yeah. So, like I said, you know, they they are the they are the authoritarians. They love the power, and they yeah. and, and they they crave it, and they want it, and they and they. And it's at everyone else's expense. It's at everyone else's expense, even to a fair amount their own. Because all right, in the short term they're going to win out, but in the long term everybody loses. Everybody loses, and they fail to recognize that that fact. And I think there's still a decent amount of people that you know, tend towards uh, the liberal side or the left side that don't agree with a lot of this, but just aren't saying anything about it. So right. I don't know. That's going to come to a head at some point. You're going to have to, you're going to be, you're going to be put in position where you have to decide between A or B. You can't be all yeah. things anymore. Right. So, I don't know. Have so, to make a decision. Yeah. You know, I mean, I, I, I actually, you know, I felt like, you know, uh, under the Trump administration, we, you know, he was trying to get back to what America was about. You know, you know, we we had the best economy. I'm sorry, uh, you, you can sit there and dispute it. Then you can yeah. sort of say, oh no, Obama created that lowest black unemployment, lowest black, bl- lowest minority unemployment across the nation. Yeah, period. Yeah. You know, um, great control over the border. You know, basically did not, you know, did not incentivize, you know, Mexico to, you know, the, the like, whole idea <laughs> with that is, uh, it's you don't. You want, you're not putting up a wall to keep everybody out. You just want them to use the door. Like that's, that's that it. was the, I mean, the meme behind it. You know, I mean, I mean, even you look at Canada, you don't, I mean, Canada is Canada. You know, I'm sure if they, Canada if, if, if we had like a, a heavy influx of illegal Canadians coming into this country, would, we would build a would wall. Be the most non threatening caravan <laughs> ever. Oh, well, we're just coming down for the, yeah, for we the, followed the trail of Mol- Molson. Yeah. 
We just want some. We just want some cheese curds. <laughs> we told them to go but back. But I'm just saying, like, you know, okay. let, let's say if the, the the northern border was under, you know, this constant pressure pressure of illegal aliens, mm-hmm. well, we'd probably build a wall there too. But you know, I, eh, Canadians are like, hey, we're good up here. Well, <laughs> you know? say there is some amount of. Uh, illegal immigration where they tried sending people in boats all the way around and, and I know this and came into Canada and tried to get coming in. down through the Canadian border and now yeah. it gets stopped by you know state police every once in a while they're yeah. checking to see you know citizenship right. and stuff like that because they are close to a border so they had, that's what another way they're trying like oh we'll just send them all the way around the Canadian border, border. and nobody will check that it was like no no the border even through Canada is still pretty strict yeah so and, 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 can, uh, and the Canadians are pretty strict on their immigration laws yeah, too so, so so, you know, it's not a, you, you can't just, just walk into Canada and you can't just walk into America from Canada. Sorry, right. it's not a, sorry, yeah. it's not a thing. You said they're, they're, the, the Canadian policies are pretty tough on immigration up there, you know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's not so easy to move to Canada if Trump gets elected. Right. That's right. Is it? <laughs> Is it? <laughs> it's like they, they learned their lessons in the 60s when all them hippies moved up there. <laughs> they're like, hey, or running from the draft, you know? Oh yeah. <laughs> we want to be citizens, and they like, and they're like, these fucking assholes. <laughs> we don't want them here. What do we let them in for? <laughs> well, fair point. It's like they're not really going to provide too much. They're right. just trying to escape their own bullshit in their own country. And Canada's like, well, we got our own stuff going on. Yeah, we out. don't need your problems. <laughs> so, and you know, they're the more polite ones. They're the more. They're the better ones. Yeah. <laughs> so, but like I said, you go know, that far. You know, I mean, there was not trying to give them a sense of entitlement, right? But you know, under Biden, I mean, in his first hundred days, everybody's like, "Oh, he's created the most jobs," and I'm like, "What jobs has he created?" I saw him like, de- you know, demolish know. a lot of jobs, and everything's more expensive now. <laughs> it's like right back up to the Obama era fucking administration, which I probably actually Obama's probably running the show behind. Joe. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. That's a, I think he's out of it. Though. Well, he may. he's too busy doing that podcast with Bruce Springsteen. <laughs> he is, and that's an up-and-coming podcast. We've critiqued that podcast, and no critiques were able to be made. That was the best podcast in the world. Yeah. <laughs> it was a good time on that one. Jesus. But, of all people, of yeah. all people you could have picked. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking Bruce Springsteen. Let's get Bruce, and our, you know. Guy who's lost his rel- yeah. relevancy in music, yeah. <laughs> but he's about getting in the middle, man. <laughs> right in the middle, I'm self-absorbed, we, man. We, me and Joe's got a chick right in the middle. <laughs> so I don't know. Good all, choices all around. Good, yeah, good, good choices all around. And then, of course, you know, Kamala Harris is supposed to be, you know, straightening out the border problem, and she hasn't even been there. Wouldn't you like if you were like you know in charge of like straightening something out, and wouldn't you want to go down there and kind of like take a look around to see like what the fucked up place parts are and where the holes are, and maybe you might want to fix, you know, and talk to the people who are like doing the job and saying, hey, you know, how can we help you? Instead of like, nah, it's not a crisis. We're it's a humanitarian effort. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I heard her make a statement about that, which is just her in a random desert uh, taking her mask off, giggling, and then the cut ends. Cut ends. Yeah. yeah. There, there. I, like, <laughs> I like Mexicans. <laughs> so, like I said, I, I felt like things were, you know, I felt pretty good, you know, in the four years that Trump was running, was in, and until like the last year then, well, 
apparently he wasn't the guy for the job, you know, and and he was an egotistical, you know, oh, of course, egomaniac. And know, it took I'm me a, a long time to to not even warm up to him, just to like get past all of the media bullshit and understand that this person isn't a white supremacist. He's not fucking racist. Just, he's not right. He just might a, be self-absorbed or, you know, all about financial gain. Like, to, to the degree of most fucking politicians. Or any fact, CEO that runs a country or runs a business. <laughs> the people who keep shit the same, no matter what you say, that keep getting elected, that you always complain about with somebody, they all hated him. Right. Like, they all hated that guy. So don't you think that even though that he might be... Uh, I said self-absorbed or anything like that, that, that the fact that the people you claim to hate don't like them isn't a reason for you to side with the people that you used to claim to hate. Right. It may be a reason to understand how how deep the sort of corruption goes, and you don't have to agree with any to, with everything that he said or everything that he did. You just right. have to, it was just to point out, and that's why a lot of people voted for him or didn't vote at all, it's just to point out how corrupt the system was, and now we know, and all you can right. do is complain and fall to the next authoritarian power. Yeah. Right. You know, I mean, if you if you if you want to live, you know, I mean, on, under under authoritarian power, I guess. Some people do. I really think I mean, they do. I, yeah, I guess you know, some people need to be told what to do. They want the <laughs> they want it because they think their life is meaningless and pointless and they're fucking scared of everything they're threatened by everything because they haven't been taught in their lives how to deal with any problems that you know in any sort of relative way as far as uh you know having a stance in uh, morality and growth as a person like you just kind of you get you get mad you get bitter at existence because you, you're not allowed to have a purpose you're just sitting you're just sat down and told how horrible the world is and how all these things are going on and you're never told what you exactly you can do about it, apart from just general screaming and activism. So you're just you're left by these people who I think are also bitter and vindictive, and they're just trying to teach another generation of people how to be miserable like they are to sort of justify their waste of time in their lives. Uh, so they just condemn an entire generation of people to repeat some actions that were never justified in the first place. But that's the way they want to fucking handle it. So yeah, I don't know. I'm going off the rails with this rant. I'm gonna have trouble fucking wrapping it up. <laughs> right. But you know what I mean. It's 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 people being manipulated and not given an out and not given a solution to any problem. So people who are distraught without an ability to deal with uh, the real evils in the world are right. just going to either tear shit down around them or look to the closest authoritarian position that that will keep them safe. You know, it's, <laughs> there's a, there's a the whole aspect of that too. Right. But, um, so yeah, it's getting, um, getting kind of t twisted out there. Uh, I guess on a, on an entertainment note, we, uh, uh, you may know or may not know that me and Jason, we really enjoy Mystery Science Theater 3000 yes, great. to an immense amount of degree. <laughs> and yeah. um, they are currently at like $3.5 million on a Kickstarter page to make at least six more episodes nice. on their own streaming platform. Oh, yeah. So if you are looking to donate to Mystery Science Theater and 
watch really bad movies and watch people make fun of them. Well, that's your show. <laughs> so, oh yeah, check out a little Mystery Science Theater. Um, they recently started doing some some live streaming. I guess last week. Where they're yeah, having, watched, uh, they have the guests like you know they they watch the old Mystery Science Theater with, yeah. with Joel and Mike and and then kind of riff behind it. <laughs> I watched the when I got home last night. I started watching you know Gamera versus Garagon and <laughs> which is a classic. And they had most most of the new the new cast of Mystery Science Theater, which was Jonah and the Tom Servos and no, which was was was, was extremely funny. Yeah. You know, those guys were actually, you know, on the cuff riffing, you know, the Gamera movie. No, <laughs> you know? that's how that whole show was made. You know, those people, <laughs> even if they didn't have a camera or recording or were trying to make a show, that they would just sit around and watch right. old movies like that and say the same shit, <laughs> regardless of whether or not <laughs> yeah. they were recording it. Which that's was a genius show. So that's what makes it funny. So if you're looking for some some mindless entertainment to take your well, mind away. Humor. If you like the dry humor, it's really Mind good. away from the retardedness goes on the world that will help yeah, you yeah. out. It's a good escape. And support them. You know, I'm, I'm all about it, you know. <laughs> I can't wait to see the new episodes because the, the last two seasons they did on Netflix was good. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I enjoyed them. It was. So, oh, yeah. And I, I'm always amazed by, like, you know, all the people that have been involved actually with that series. And, and they all still cut, they still all do the same thing, really. Cause like, you know, when Mike and Billy Corbett and Kevin Murphy, they still do riff tracks. Yeah. I which like riff tracks. which riff is tracks great. That was good. Which is great. And you still have, you know, TV's Frank and Dr. Forrester, which goes yeah. out and does the Mads are back, <laughs> where they go out and riff movies. And still Joel and Mary Jo and they they riff or they all get together still as yeah. a group and then riff. Yeah. You know? <laughs> so so you know, really, you know, they created something that's you know over thirty years old now, you know. Yeah, but there's so many shitty movies. There's so there many shitty movies. You're, you're just gonna run out of older ones. You're gonna start seeing <laughs> shitty movies like they've already right. in the eighties and then we're just gonna start seeing ones from the nineties to the point where like I remember that movie. Yeah, it was fucking terrible. Yeah, which I, I did watch um, The Disaster Artist mm -hmm. with um, James Franco, where he basically, they made a movie about the guys who made The Room, oh, which shit. was like one of the worst movies ever made. And yeah, as a Tommy Tom, Misu. Tom, yeah, Tommy Misu. And, and Lisa, you're tearing me apart. Why are you tearing me apart? <laughs> so how's your sex life? How's your sex life? Oh, hey, Tommy. <laughs> But um, yeah. Tommy, no. But uh, genius, um, you know, like you know, James Franco played that guy, and oh, yeah. you know, he was spot on. <laughs> you know? Yeah, because I watched like the interview with that guy after he yeah. made the movie. He thought he made a good movie. Um, I don't think, or he, did. think he was. Well, he thought he was making a good movie, and it ended up being, yeah. you know, just well, he like spent like you know he, he spent two his own money to keep it in theaters for two weeks and only made like 1800 bucks that's all right i think and uh, then it became this cult classic that they oh, started yeah. showing at midnight theater midnight movies and and gained this following the room so i need to watch that because i love a good terrible movie yeah. and you know just watching the making of it and the backstory was like this is insane. <laughs> you know? This is pretty insane. It was a while ago, but I read something about Paul Rudd um, paying so that every year on April Fools, he pays for a billboard for the room for the movie and oh, yeah. puts up the billboard advertising the room. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Yeah. yeah. Well, that's like, you know, Paul Rudd always did like, uh, like whenever he was on Conan O'Brien, he would, um, show the same movie clip, no matter what movie he was promoting. <laughs> yeah. It was the, it was the clip from the, the kid rolling down the hill and, and the crappy sci-fi movie, Mac and me in his wheelchair and flying <laughs> off the, the cliff into the, into the lake. It's like, you know, <laughs> he always constantly did the same clip on Conan, no matter what movie he was promoting. <laughs> yeah, it's the same clip. It's funny. <laughs> it's funny. Yeah. And Conan was like, you're gonna, you, we're actually going to see a clip from the movie this time? <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, we're going to take a break. We'll be back. Mm -hmm. We're getting there. Hopefully dinner's ready sooner or later.